0: Good day and welcome to Partake. Today I want to talk about the Christian disciple and God's purposes and will, Paul writing in Ephesians chapter 1, starting at verse 9. "God has now revealed to us his mysterious plan regarding Christ, a plan to fulfill his own good pleasure. And this is the plan. At the right time he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth." Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God, for He chose us in advance, and He makes everything work out according to His plan. These verses tell us about the counsel of God's will. God's will is inextricably linked with the future and things to come. The future has us naturally wonder, what are God's purposes and will? What are his decrees, and how is Jesus interacting with us as Christian disciples today? So firstly, God's purposes. What is the reason for creation? Ephesians 1, 3-11, Revelation 4, verse 11, reveal it. It is the glory of God that God will be praised. Psalm 33, verse 11, says that God's purposes and plans are in eternity itself. God's purposes originate in God's wisdom and holiness and God is free to do anything in accordance with his character. He cannot do anything contrary to his character. As for God's will, there is his directive will, things God determines will come to pass, Isaiah 14 verse 24. Then there is his permissive will, things God allows or permits to occur, And part of this is sin and rebellion, which is not directive will. God is big enough to grant and cope with the free will he has given humanity. Which then leads us on to sin. God permits sin, but he is not the author of sin. God made humanity with a free will, allowing for the possibility of humans to sin. And although sin and corruption entered the world with great human loss, and the resulting death on the cross, God thought freedom of will was worth giving to us. Otherwise, we would just be mere automatons or robots. And it is for the praise of his glory, Ephesians chapter one again. And sin naturally leads to salvation, or the doctrine of election. God chooses individuals to fulfill his purposes, Romans nine. God chooses those who are or will be saved, John 15, verse 16. These are the chosen ones or the elect. And people sometimes just stop there. However, it is not his will also that any should perish, 2 Peter 3, verse 9. And it is his will that all men should be saved, 1 Timothy 2, verse 3 to 4. And as Christian disciples, We need to accept both of these statements as equally and absolutely true. When we use words about God with a time element, such as chose or elect, we need to use these in God's infinite time frame, his timelessness, and not in our bound human finite time framework. Then there's God's God's preservation or the doctrine of continuance. God maintains the existence of all he has made. Some people think that God has created but not left the universe while he watches from a distance. This thinking is erroneous because it stipulates that God rules only by natural laws and simply observes its progress. However, the Bible tells us that God is actively involved in sustaining creation. For without his involvement, the universe would cease to exist. And he does this in two ways. There is continuous creation, where God maintains the universe by continual creation. And there's also concurrence. God cooperates with all subordinate powers. Humanity retains the natural powers and exercises them. But without God's concurrence, no force or person can continue to exist or act. Colossians one seventeen, Acts seventeen twenty eight, Hebrews chapter one verse two to three, and in the Bible particular names of God reflect His purposes and will. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. Jehovah Sidkanu, the Lord our righteousness. That's a good one. Jeremiah thirty three verse sixteen. See if you can pronounce that better than me. How about Jehovah Nissi, the Lord is our banner, our leader. Jehovah Rapha. Exodus 15 The Lord is our healer And now sovereignty of God Or his decrees Follows naturally The sovereignty of God dictates That God is in control at all times And nothing can occur Outside of his control and will God is not impersonal And he is involved with all creation God loves his creation And cares for it He has created all humans With the power to make decisions for themselves God won't deny our humanity When he deals with us He speaks to our minds through the Bible and seeks us to respond to him with love and affection. And as for his decrees, there's a sovereign decree when God says eternal life is available for all. You may choose or accept or reject it. Those who accept it, I will call my children. Our reaction as Christian disciples should be to trust and obey. Then there's a conditional decree when God says I'm willing to give you my opinion and help when you ask. Our reaction as Christian disciples should be to read the Bible, to pray and talk with God. And there's a natural decree. When God has created a lemon tree, that lemon tree won't suddenly produce potatoes. Our reaction as Christian disciples should be to plan ahead, knowing the way the natural laws work. And how does Jesus interact with Christian disciples? He does this in four ways. In caring, in praying, in coming and helping. Firstly, Jesus cares. We all go through storms and troubles. If we didn't, we would not be human. When we find ourselves in these situations, we have these force assurances about Jesus because we are His children. By faith, He is praying for us. Jesus Christ is making intercession for Christian disciples, Romans eight thirty four. He knew the disciples' troubles, Mark 6, verse 48 just as he knows our troubles now. He feels our cares and knows what we are going through. Hebrews 4 verse 14 to 16. And by faith he will come to us. Ever felt like God is far away? Well, you aren't alone. God, King David, often felt God was far away and unconcerned with him. However, he also knew God would ultimately rescue him. Or for Paul, the great apostle, always also felt Burdened excessively beyond our strength so that we despaired even of life. 2 Corinthians 1 verse 8. Jesus always comes to us through difficult times. Although he may not come in the time we think he should come. Because he knows when we need him most. And by faith he will help us grow. Take the example when the disciples were in the storm and Jesus came to them walking on the water in Matthew chapter 14. The purpose of this incident was that Jesus would be leaving them soon, so they had to learn to trust in him when he wasn't physically present with them. Perhaps this is what Peter was writing and thinking of when he later wrote in his letter, For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayers. 1 Peter 3 verse 12 And this all helped Peter to grow in the knowledge of the Lord. And by faith he will see us through. Jesus said, Come, and Peter went with him and walked to the ship. The other disciples must have been encouraged by this. Seeing Jesus' power, they worshipped him. Whatever troubles you are undergoing are temporary, and Jesus, for his praise and for his glory, will see you through it. For more to think about, please do ask yourself the following questions, writing them down if you can, and see how you respond or react to them. Then why not share your answers with your spouse or a close friend? so that you can pray over any issues together. Question 1. Read Colossians 1, verse 15 to 20. How can I deepen my relationship with Jesus, knowing these things about Him? Question 2. Read Acts chapter 17, verse 24 to 28. How is God reaching the nations through me? And then question 3. How does knowing about God's purposes and will affect my life as a Christian disciple. As ever if you have any comments to make on this, please do contact me at partake at hotmail.co.uk Thank you and God bless